Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Zebra Talk, the podcast where we go beyond the stripes and shine a little light into the lives and the untold stories of the people who slide on their knees and count the threes. That's right, I'm talking about the referees. Today, I'm joined by somebody that I'm really excited to interview because I actually don't know him very well. I've heard about him a lot professionally. You've seen him all over Impact Wrestling over the last year or so, and uh, I'm curious to find out a little bit more about him. Everybody, please welcome Daniel Spencer. Hello, thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you for being here. It's really exciting to get to know you a little bit, spend some time with you, maybe let people in on like who you are and what you're all about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, you know, it's it's been a crazy, uh, wild year for sure. A uh, few years, of course, and we'll get to that. But uh, but a wild year just with the pandemic. It's like, you know, uh, I actually had this conversation literally with Johnny Bravo. Uh, this weekend and we were like you know as crazy as 2020 is professionally it's one of the best it, for both of us it was one of the best years of our life so yeah but per- personally it sucked but professionally it was great so it was kind of like just weird bittersweet dynamic you know we had it's been pretty weird to see how many people have that going on over 2020 mm-hmm. like obviously the majority of us you know we've been kind of chilling at home or like people have been working a few shows here or there or whatever but like for those a uh, few who have like really taken the ball and run with it and like, you know, risk mm-hmm. their health to an extent, but in the safest way right. possible. Um, it's been really, really worthwhile. We've seen a ton of people transition onto AEW. We've seen a ton of people debut on impact as well. You know, obviously yourself, uh, you know, Bay's had a killer year. Danny Limelight's had a killer year. Like it's, right. it's been insane for a lot of people. Um, tell me a little bit about what 2020 was like for you, uh, you know, at home as well as with impact. Well, so it, it started, what was weird about the, you know, my shoot job, uh, which I'm slowly uh, living away from my shoot job being just a referee in, but um, it, uh, I, I was working at a company that I've been for many years in the sales uh, aspect of it, very high pressure job. And um, things were changing. And I was like, this is the beginning of the year. And I go, well, I, I kind of see a lot of, it's almost like I saw some good things happening in 2020 when it comes to the referee and wrestling i was like i just want to have the opportunities to open up my my availability where i can travel and do things i just felt like that was that was there was things coming and i had no there was no like somebody was giving me the rub or the iggy saying hey you know this is coming up so get ready it was just kind of i just kind of had that weird uh, sense or you know um however you want to call it feeling and so uh i decided to take a leave my my company that i was working for and say i'm gonna take another position i was it was take i was taking a pay cut but it opened Mm up like i said it's gonna open up my flexibility and then right literally when i accepted this job um and i was gonna start like a month or so later there was an opportunity to um uh, do some there was i already knew about this there was a combined shows happening with ovw which is where i'm also uh stationed in the head referee there Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, so with impact wrestling, and so they were coming in for the weekend in Lexington, Kentucky and Louisville, Kentucky doing two shows. And so I said, well, you know, I know I'm going to be a part and help out or whatever. So when I was there, I just, it was a Twitch special and an impact plus special. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would get the opportunity to work those shows. And then, um, you know, and I've already did stuff in the past for impact. So they kind of, I kind of knew their style and what they looked for and, and yeah. referees as far it's as it's definitely TV very unique to them. Yeah, it is. It's a little, it's definitely unique compared to what WB wants and probably, and I'm not sure what AEW would want. I haven't uh, really, I've just seen on TV. I haven't been in the production side to see how they, how they want the refs to handle things. But, um, but definitely trading into the Al Snow style is more WWE, but yet he, but yet it, to go to impact is it's not that much of a difference it's just a few little adjustments really i mean i know you've done some stuff with the modi so you understand yeah. it's a little it's a little different um anyway so doing those shows you know it just was I, they were great everything worked out phenomenally as far as great crowds great business um and about a week later i get a call from um from impact asking me can i make it to atlanta's tapings because they needed me to fill in i was literally just going there to fill in yeah. Um, and I said, yeah, absolutely. I can make it work. And because of my new job and opening, it just worked out that it, it, it was like, I'm not starting this new job yet. I have, I can go ahead and I got a little this time. Yeah, I had a little, well, exactly. I got it. Yeah. It was like, it was like, man, this is awesome. So I went straight there. Um, uh, did, did that show. They had a great 
great time in Atlanta. Did the TNA special, the mm -hmm. throwback special, worked that, worked the Which TV. was so well received all over yeah. the like internet wrestling community and obviously the television audience, you know, like uh, I think as much as people may have had things to say about TNA over the years, I think that it was something that was very nostalgic for people and uh, very um, enjoyable to watch. So please yeah. continue. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it was it was great. It was. And I was like, wow, I just got the referee matches for TNA. I mean, I could <laughs> say that even though it was impact, but it was still that TNA special. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then uh, did that. And then we uh, that weekend that loop was was great. Uh, got to um, at that time, Posey was still kind of uh, with impact. And I think he was with all three impact NWA and doing some AEW. Pretty wild, right? For AEW. Yeah. Um, so, uh, got to, got to talk with Posey and, um, get a lot of feedback from him and a lot of advice. And of course, for the folks told. who are listening that may not be yeah. familiar with who we're talking about, Mike Posey is one of the more, uh, decorated and experienced, uh, professional referees still working right now that people yes. don't really know about. Um, we, well, I mean, obviously amongst the referee community and in the wrestling community, people know about him, but he's not one of those like buzzword names that like the fans throw around a lot, which I think is kind of unfortunate because like we did a uh you know the q a special on zebra talk at the beginning mm -hmm. of covid and we let him uh we had him on <clears throat> and he talked about you know all the different places that he's worked over the years and all the different experiences right. he's had and it's like literally everywhere <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah so tell me a little hey. bit about working with Lucy. yeah so it was just it was really i mean he he literally was just very but first of all, so giving. I mean, sure. uh, it's unbelievable how giving and knowledgeable the guy is too. Yeah. Um, he's he's definitely he that he made me even though I kind of knew this, he made me understand that that ring is is our office. That's our yeah. that's our our cubicle, whatever you want to call it, and sure. we need to take care of it just like you would in any other job. You're going to make sure the dust is wiped down. You know, everything is you know, the pictures are in the perfect position on Absolutely. your desk. You're not going to let anybody just come in there and do what they want to do. Make a mess and, and then just leave it that way. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of the way that I took from or the the knowledge that I took from him. Like, wow, you know, what? we need to respect this. We need to protect this. And um, so he knew when it comes to ring crew stuff, it was amazing. But just his, you know, like his encouragement and his, like I said, given given, you know, he had there was no reason for him to like want to make sure that I'm the best that I can be out there. Yeah. He has no I mean, he's Mike Posey, you know, like yeah. he's been everywhere. And uh, but yet he still made sure this, you know, gave me some advice here. And, and, and it was encouraging advice. It wasn't a, you know, oh, that you suck doing that. No, it was more about, hey, how about we try this? Or how about you do this? You know, things like that. So, um, you know, big props to him for uh, what he did. And um, yeah, so just that that weekend itself, it was just pretty amazing. And so, you know, everything looked good. I mean, I, you know, I, I can tell that the management of impact, they, uh, made, they, happy with they your were work happy, and yeah, happy sure. with yeah. work, all that. So nothing, nothing crazy, but obviously there were shows planned for the few weeks and I got the invite to come and help, you know, I never got the invite to be booked or nothing like that. It was just like, come sure. and help and be a if part. You show and up. Yeah. You show up, maybe use, maybe not, but regardless, I can, there's things to do and I would be in. Uh, and one thing an impact that you know, the referees doesn't just referee they do sure. in, in same way with really aw i think in wb as well De I definitely wb that could be said just about anywhere that like has you know like um an extended list of things to do other than just yeah. like showing up and doing the show obviously there are certain indie right. places where you know the ring is already there you can just right. show up to the building and get dressed and go do your thing but like any kind of place where you're like you know filming a show going to be on television pay-per-view anything like that all over the mm -hmm. country you know the referees wear dozens of hats but go ahead and continue please tell yeah, me about your so, experience I mean, that, yeah so that's kind of what you know i knew that there was things to do like that so regardless i would you know be busting my tail and do and and i'm that I'm, I'm happy to do it i you know even just uh i was helping putting the canvas on hey i was a part of that show you know what i mean that's that's sure. the attitude i've always had and that's really the attitude you know if anybody's listening to become an expiring referee you sh or a wrestler you should have that attitude yeah. it, it, you're gonna go far trust me if you have that mindset i just um, saw in uh like the facebook memories or whatever um a year ago today i was on one of the first of all shows that i got to take place on and i had shared the fact that uh rhea ripley who was the nxt women's champion at the time 
was not working on the show. She was just there to like uh, watch and like be there with somebody who was drawing out. And she helped us like set up and tear down chairs. She's the NXT women's champion and she's helping us set up and tear down chairs. Like, you know, a lot of people think once they get to a certain point in training or something like that, it's like, oh, well, I don't really have to do ring crew or set up or clean up or whatever anymore because, you know, I'm past that. And it's like, you're never past that. We're all just a family trying to put a show on together. Well, two weeks before he got uh, the phone call to go back with the WWE and surprise everybody in the Royal Rumble, Jeff Jarrett, uh, same thing. I got to work a GFW show. Yeah, you were um, telling me about that. I saw that in yeah. the comments. Please continue. So, so yeah, he and he popped. Um, he basically it was a show tied with uh, Crimson's uh, TNT for, uh, um, um, shows. They were doing shows together, and it was actually in Kentucky, not too far uh, from Louisville. But um, we had some OVW people on there. But I got to do. Um, do a show and actually uh uh stefan uh who's uh in, now an nxt referee was on that show refereeing yeah. as well but uh but what i was gonna say is that to your point jeff jarrett was there helping him and karen his wife were helping yeah. take chairs set, set up chairs tear down chairs putting things away you know nice. in this gym and it's like his his show yeah and he had tons of people to help work yeah but yet jeff was on board doing it all and was and I would I remember I had to literally go to him and go, oh no no, no I got that and because <laughs> I just felt like there's no way you should be doing that. Sure. Uh, let me do but it. But there's something about still, that work ethic, you know, that just like never yeah. really dies. Yeah, absolutely. No. And, and of course, what did he do? He gave me that turn around and grabbed something else yep. and did something else. So that, I'm sure he did. <laughs> so that that was uh, so cool to uh, uh, to see that, and it was humbling. It lets you know that no matter what. You're always, you know, and I think he remembers. I was, I'm always one time was not where I was. I was somebody trying to make it. And so I, there's all, and so I need to always have that mindset and, Absolutely. you know, and, and, and believe it or not, I think the, the people, you can tell the difference between the superstars and the ones that have a longer career yeah. and the ones that don't, that do, and, we, and we're not going to say their name names, but I'm just saying, you know, well, there's you people that are going to flare up and they're going to make a lot of money and they're going to be really famous, but then there's going to people, uh, going to be people like Jeff Jarrett, who also, you know, was very famous and uh, very successful in his time, but like, will have a lifelong career. Not just right. like, you know, I wrestled for 20 or 30 years. He's been in the business, obviously, since he was born. His dad was a promoter. His whole family is involved in, uh, you know, the business. He'll be involved mm-hmm. in wrestling until he dies. He understands right. the, you know, um, importance of hard work. And and really, I mean, that's in, in as much as we some some fans can't stand or, or say anything about them or whatever you want to say, because of just it's mostly when you look at the um, the aspect of the writing or booking, but whatever, but which it is, it is what it is. But the McMahons have that same mindset, you know, I mean, yeah. that's why that's why no matter what, you know, Shane and Stephanie grew up from money, let alone, you know, fame, fame and they're still hardworking. They're what? still the ones that would probably do the same thing with the chairs and the whole nine yards because that's that's the mindset they grew up that you you, you don't stop working. You know, we all know Vince don't stop working. Um, so funny story about Shane that like I've never actually shared publicly, but just to coin in what you're saying, like uh, yeah. I have been fortunate enough to do extra work a few times, and right. um, for the most part, like the superstars and the people that are working they're there to work they're not really there to socialize and get to know everybody that's in the building which is fine they're not like extremely standoffish or anything they'll you know talk to you if they have a reason to but for the most part they don't really like come up to you and make a point of like getting to know who you are which is fine they see you know 40 extras a night in every city that they go to however Shane McMahon walked up to every single extra shook every single extra's hand (laughs) and introduced himself by name which like it's always kind of stood out to me when somebody who you know their name, like you've known their name their whole life, offers you their name when they first meet you. He knows we know who he is, but still, you know, it's the thing about politeness. But anyway, yep. we're going on nope. a bunch of tangents. Let's uh, let's get you back to uh, the yeah. impact process. Real quick, that is true. Like he sure. did the yeah, same yeah, to me, ahead. but I've been an extra. Uh, he walked up, "Hey, Shane McMahon, how you doing?" And I and and then, yep, exactly. Um, and then they asked, what's your name? Okay, great. Awesome. And then moves on to the next one. Yep. People's then, uh, reputations, you know, they precede yep. them. Yep, absolutely. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, that everything looks fine. I was like, you know, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to show up at this, at the next town or the next two towns. Actually, I got, I got the invite to show up and just be there. And I was going to bust my tail and do whatever needs to be done. If I get on the show, great. If I don't Hey, whatever, I'm, I'm part it of happens, the crew. I'm yeah. helping out. Um, and then the pandemic happened literally the following week. So uh, after the tapings, 
uh, come to find out our president at the time was actually in Atlanta when we were there meeting mm -hmm. with the CDC. So it like, it, it all kind of was like just snow uh, going lining up for everything. Sure. Um, but the pandemic happened. And so everything got kind of shut down. We, I think impact at the time still didn't cancel anything yet or still wasn't sure mm -hmm. what they were doing as far as that. Cause everyone was unsure. Um, and these were shows that were scheduled for the end of March and April. Um, well, the first in, uh, March show was canceled and then the pay-per-view in eight, which was rebellion in April looked like it might've been canceled, but they don't know. Then of course they officially announced it was canceled. Right. Um, like everything else was, going on at that else. time. <laughs> the TNA, the TNA special on WrestleMania weekend was canceled. So it was like, everything was just lining up and I was like, all right. And, um, and so basically I got the, you know, uh, Johnny Bravo messaged me. and said, Hey, just let you know. Um, when we start back up, don't know when it's going to be where, you know, we impact had the, had the ability and was lucky enough to have TV filmed all the way up until middle April anyways, because sure. of the way they do their tapings. So there wasn't any, like, we need to get back on TV this following week, like WWE right. may have had or AEW. Sure. It was a, um, different attitude there, different, different way. So they, they had some time to figure things out. Um, and then, um, I get a, you know, a lot call. of people sing the praises of live TV, but like, obviously there's something to be said about having pre-taped, you know, that is exactly in one exactly. of these kind of like dire emergency situations. It's pretty good. The same situation happened with the championship wrestling from Hollywood. Obviously we eventually right. ran out of pre-tape, but yeah, it was uh, nice that there wasn't really a scramble the first like month or so to like try and figure out like, what are we going to do? And a little bit with OVW too, because I was also, you know, I'm, I'm still there. I was, I'm still there, but I was obviously there at the time. And then we were, we were taped a little. We had a couple of weeks, and so we could kind of, you know, figure that out too as well. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So then I, it was, I can't remember the exact timeline, like the exact day or whatever. I just remember getting a phone call, um, and saying, "Hey, can you, can you come to uh, Nashville? Yeah, uh, we're going to be doing." Um, close set at the time wb did do a did do empty arena mm -hmm. and so they said just like they've done we're gonna do an empty arena type close set uh tapings right. can you be there and i said yeah uh well, I, well it gave me the dates and i was like of course i can be there and it actually just lined up that I already was not scheduled to work at the new job yeah. until the week after that anyway so it all was perfectly lined up um and i said yeah absolutely i can be there okay great uh well i'll send you all the info and uh everything was sent to me and I show up and didn't know what to expect. Didn't know what was going on. Next thing I know, it was just going to be me and me and Brandon toll had no idea if Posey was going to be there, but this first loop was weird because a lot of people wasn't be there because of co they, they were unsure of COVID and traveling. Sure. So, yeah. um, so basically orders it was, are closed it was and things, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of like I was told, I was like, Hey, if you don't want to be there, don't want to put yourself at risk. There's no heat from us. Everything's fine. Yeah you know, it's okay. And so I, and here's the other thing my fiance is diabetic. So I really had to like, think about it and figure this out. Yeah, it's like, you're risking your life and the lives of the people that are around you. So right. it's like, if you, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to, but like, if you want to do it, <laughs> there are ways that we can do it to the best of our ability as safely as possible. Right. And I had to, um, I had to think, you know, I had to really think it out and like, think about it. Okay. Uh, you know, it because because it was going to be at the time we really of course we still we know a little bit more about it now than we did then but sure. do we do i quarantine before i go do i quarantine after i go or do i do both do i just take a chance you know what what it, you know what do i need to do so i had to figure that out in the personal side of things and uh and then um and then you know make that decision which it was a pretty quick decision to make because we only had a couple of days yeah. uh, to do this so <clears throat> excuse me sorry a little uh frog in my throat it's not covid uh, i've been <laughs> uh, you know i wasn't gonna say anything but it's pretty funny that it comes up right as we're talking about right COVID. right as we're talking about COVID. <laughs> i should grab a cough drop but anyways um so yeah so we're like um so I, so basically i get there it's just me and Toll. we do all the we do these i think it was uh if i'm not mistaken the first time was three days of tapings uh we did seven weeks of tv and uh and it was like, it was, uh, it was crazy amount of TV we did and shooting all day. It was a definitely unique experience. And it was the first time, which now I'm so used to it. It's weird to say, but it was the first time that I had like no crowd to referee. Now, yeah. well, I mean, other than like training or <laughs> things like that. First time you've ever had no crowd on, uh, by, or I guess on purpose. Yeah. Purpose, say, yeah. By, on accident. <laughs> so it was like, well, this is weird. And, um, 
And so, and, and that was uh, in the first match I remember, not going to say who was in it, any of that, but we all were just, we all were like, this is weird. And we yeah, stopped in the middle in of the match. Deer in a headlight almost, just like, because what is going on? The mat, we stopped in the middle of, of the match. We're like, everybody was like so confused on what was going on. And we're like, look, this is, <clears throat> there's quite a few people in the match. And we're like, why don't we just start it all over? Let's just get our, we got all the jitters out. Let's just go back. And then it was, it was perfect. I mean, I lost my shoe in the middle of a match and so you lose a shoe in a match i don't know it just popped out when i turned i don't know what i can't remember how it happened That's and fantastic. so um i remember one of somebody said well you gotta because we go to retape we there was like a break spot we do there's a break, like and then continuity break. errors with your shoe yeah. So then it was like, why don't that's why when they said let's just restart it all over because we were going to take it up from the break from the break moment, and then I was like, oh, I got to keep my shoe off, don't I? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I guess like in the break I could have ran out and got my shoe and put it back on though, but whatever. Um, so I was like, what? Yeah, um, you left the match during the commercial break to go get your shoe and stopped refing the match. <laughs> we were just making jokes like that, but, it, but after we ended up filming the whole thing over, start look, like, you know what? Let's sure. just scrap it. Let's get everything out of the way. Let's start over, and. Uh, uh, actually, I'll tell you one person in the match. It was TJP, and TJP says to this day, he goes, "I still remember you losing your shoe in that match." He's like, yeah. I just always, he goes, you know, it never aired." He's like, "I just think about it was funny. You just continued refing with, with your shoe off, and like he 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 did it as a as a compliment, like a true pro. You just kept sure. going." I was like, "Well, yeah." I was like, "Who know? We know we had twelve minutes left in the match, but we kept going." Uh, you know, but like I said, we reshot that, and you never saw. You it, may not uh, know this, point. but uh, you and I actually belong to a very select <laughs> fraternity of referees uh, that have repped shoeless before. There were uh, okay. two yoga mm -hmm. uh, characters in Championship Wrestling from Hollywood once upon a time uh, that wrestled shoeless, and when they finally faced each other, they kind of like looked over at me, and they're like, mm -hmm, "Take them off," and they made me ref shoeless <laughs> on national TV. <laughs> I've, so uh, yeah. I, the funny thing is I've done a lot of things in the ring shoeless or before and I've refereed shoeless in, in training or practice, but never, you know, as, as on a you know, show. Bad, yeah. On a show. So, but anyways, it's always funny when, uh, when I see TJ, he'll bring it up sometimes, but, sure. but for the most part, it was, it was one of those that was just, Hey, this is, we, we, you know, it turned out to be great that we reshot it. We got our get jitters out of the way. And then we, we were on and going from that point on. Uh, we end up filming Rebellion as a um, as a two part special instead of a live pay per view because we're still trying to figure out what's going on. I think it actually came across very well. Um, and what was weird and, and the things about it is is that there was things I was still learning. I mean, of course, I've been, uh, which we'll I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that. I've been refereeing for the for TV side through OVW for at this point a year and a half, so I kind of knew understood TV and understood that, but. It's still a lot. It's, it's a different ball game when you're dealing with OVW, which I'll, I don't want to say independent, but it is still considered a lower independent, uh, yeah. lower, uh, well, well, lower uh, uh, when it comes to like WB, ROH, Impact, things not like that. Lower independent, <clears throat> but it's not on the like international, worldwide known like no, television right. uh, <clears throat> tier. Let's it's still it. it's it's still to this day people go oh we don't are they still around because john cena brock lesnar all these guys came from there but they don't oh yeah i mean we all know around. about ovw like yeah. you know you throw uh, mention that and people are just like they sit up a little straighter like oh oh really yeah <laughs> i really, hear that's right. how you go to wwe <laughs> that's that would that used to be the place where you the, you would if you go to ovw chances are you would have a chance to go to wwe right uh or or the right word is opportunity uh to go there but uh <laughs> gotta reach for that brass ring brother absolutely um so rebellion but, uh, happens you guys are filming yeah. that uh tell us a little bit about that so we film that we we do rebellion everything everything goes great of course at this time we had to, things got changed because of uh the time tessa was a world champion she wasn't going to be there so they sure. kind of had to uh, um work some things out as far as what they've advertised and what they've done i i think like i said it came out with the hitch it looked pretty good as far as what they did i think it i think it's like okay now we know we've got this out for seven weeks Next set of tapings will go on. Uh, one of the things I will, oh, I know I was going to say is as I'm doing this, I remember there was a match that happened and uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer pulled me aside and said, hey, um, he pulled me in, actually told us that and said, hey, I want to do something real quick. He picks up the phone and he dials Jimmy Cordeas. And sure. um, 
he puts Jimmy Cordes on the speaker. And he goes, Hey, I got the impact referees here. We're doing things a little different. There was a couple of things that he, um, and when it comes to TV that apparently the director just didn't like us for doing. a quick moment, like yeah. let's just address how awesome it is that like Tommy dreamer values, uh, Jimmy Corderas's word enough as he should to actually call yeah. him up. Like what's the right answer to this? Because like we as referees, obviously, you know, we hold him in very high esteem. He's one of the, yeah. you know, like uh, premier people as far as like, imparting knowledge onto the referee community but for someone and it's no surprise like obviously tommy exudes that kind of professionalism and you know like uh, respect for like what it is that we do but for anyone to really just like value that input so highly to just stop and call the person to get the right answer is like amazing to me but please yeah continue. it is and in the fact that he did that he pulled he and tommy cared enough about not only us but the product Mm-hmm. Uh, everything to be able to say let's let's call jimmy and let's talk let's have jimmy talk to us and it wasn't a we did anything wrong it was just literally like hey let's all times, figure out what the right answer is right a couple yeah. times the director said this or that you know let's let's jimmy let's let's talk and jimmy talked to us and, and explained certain certain situations when it comes to tv compared to referee we like i said referee and we did great but tv they wanted a certain thing and um sure. and we wanted to understand it right and jimmy explained like it was like okay great yeah and, it was, and then you start picturing like matches and things in the past in your head and you're like oh yeah that's yeah what, right okay. all those moments all where like click. you wish you had known that at the time and it would have like really made yeah. things work that much better at the time i totally but, get uh, what you mean but Jimmy was great for that, however long that phone call was, ten minutes or so, and and um, and we and we, I know, I know, I took it to bat, and I know, told it too, took it and started using it, you know, for what he said, and uh, we, um, you know, and that was just, and but again, that's just one of those things where I'm always look back, going, man, Tommy really took the time to call Jimmy, yeah, on the phone. and and it, of course, I already had conversations and knew Jimmy and and and, and took uh, advice from him, but it was like. Wow. So then it kind of opened up the door even more just to reach out and ask him for other stuff in the future. But uh, pretty cool. And uh, so I thought, well, that's it. Okay, COVID, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. If we do another set of tapings, um, I get another phone call uh, about a week after those tapings and uh, basically said, hey, we're doing it again. These are the dates. Can you be there? I said, absolutely. Um, That happened to be on my fiance's birthday. So there you then go. I had to, not only, <laughs> right. Not only did I have to like leave her during the beginning of the pandemic and really quarantine and not see her because of her being diabetic. Also, but also sorry, honey, no birthday for you. <laughs> right. So now I'm not going to be here on your birthday when we had plans. So, um, and uh, all, at least this time I had a good enough advance notice. I got to, a job. To sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so she was very forgiving. He said, and she's one of those, she's, she knows my dream. She knows my passion. She's not a, absolutely go you know she's she's pushing me out the door then pulling me back so that's what's great about her um so um yeah i went there did another set of tapings um tape in the next in the next up we taped all the way i was like i think we taped all the way to slim anniversary and Mm -hmm. um and uh we found out that that loop to slim anniversary was going to be a live pay-per-view and then we're going to film tv afterwards i did not know if i was going to be there for slim anniversary any of that i didn't know what the status was at that time all I knew was I was willing and ready. Just let me know. Um, it took about uh, about a month after those tapings, which were still over a month away from anniversary. I actually get the official booking uh, email and call that I'm, I'm on the show. And I was like, wow, look at you. Great. You're hired. You yeah. did it. Right. <laughs> right. So it's like, congratulations. I'm, I'm, thank you. So now I'm working my first pay-per-view. Okay. And now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I'm still not I'm I'm in I'm still that whole like maybe this is just temporary still but hey let's just keep it going, um, yeah. and um, so we we get there I I hear all about what's happening with Slammiversary because if anything knows has been following you know Impact that that's kind of the day that kind of changed everything because right sure. that that was the date the day before that was the final date where the contract of all the people released from wbe right um yeah. for, and then literally the next day was like the doors were open yeah so it was like who's going where who's going to aw who's going to impact who are we, yeah. we you know the teases and then i kind of like i said started hearing about who's going to be all there the vignettes that up. they were showing on impact and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. right right totally. so it was like this is uh this is pretty pretty cool like okay all right this is awesome um 
the new Slimiversary's amazing pay-per-view. Uh, really, the the buzz that was there was awesome. The TVs after that were awesome. Um, and then, uh, you know, next thing I know, it's just, okay, here's the next step, next step. And and for the most part, it just turned into, you know, I'm I'm, I'm pretty much, I got a spot here yeah. in Pac, right? At least, and it was one of the, at least while we're in Nashville. And I'm, I'm, I, was, I was like, hey, I'm okay with that, you know, at this point. So, um and then, um, you know, Bound for Glory, uh, do that. And that was just another amazing uh, pay-per-view. And um, Deanna Prazo hits pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> her way. No, no, no. She, it was, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was great. Um, and then we do more tapings after that, so leading up to Hard to Kill. And then and now uh, we here we did, are. Yeah, and we just did. And here's the other cool thing is now we've brought back uh, Brian Hebner. Um, yeah. You know, and uh now i'm i'm not only um get to i've not only get to work with him but now i'm i'm i mean i i'm learning from him from one yeah, of the absolutely. best i mean one of the best ever so you know the sky's the limit for what's the future for impact and i'm excited for it for sure and um and it's just been a like i said it's been a crazy year and uh and what a what a what a year it's been and that's and um except professionally i can't i, I can't i have to say it's been one of the best years of my life so I can definitely say that. Uh, I'm. Thank you so much for that, like very detailed account of your experience. Uh, we've kind of gone out of the order of what I usually do. You know, usually yeah, I, yeah, of like, things linearly. So, like now that we've heard everything about what's going on right now, let's go right on back to the very beginning of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my, well, my favorite, my favorite movie is Back to the Future. So that's the thing we go back. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah we that, should travel we back, back and then we'll yeah, circle yeah. back around to here. Yeah, this is like, yeah. you know, Pulp Fiction. We just saw the ending yeah, of the movie right. before we got the intro. There you the go. Movie. That works too. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we've heard about how you got your job. Why don't we hear a little bit about how you got involved in wrestling in the first place? Go ahead and start yeah. us off with like where you're from, what your early childhood experiences with wrestling was like, and when you actually decided that you wanted to go train. So I've, um, I'm, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. That's where I was born and raised. So we talked about earlier, OVW is, is where, you know, that's, well, of course, wrestling, when it comes to Louisville, Kentucky, wrestling is pretty big here from the sure. back in the Memphis territory days. This was one of the loops they hit, or they would hit, uh, I'm not mistaken, it would be uh, Memphis on Monday, yeah. uh, Louisville on Tuesday, Evansville on Wednesday. And then, yeah, I think I may even start. Yeah, with that, that loop is kind of just like synonymous with old, yeah. like Midwest Southern style wrestling. Like, yeah, we've right. heard about it forever. So, uh, so growing up, wrestling's always been a thing here. You know, the Louisville Gardens is very, it always had shows on Tuesday night. So when I was younger, I would, I, I could go to some of those shows and see Jerry Lawler, Jeff Jarrett, his dad, Jerry Jarrett, you know, guys like that. Uh, and then do the USWA. Like a, do you have like a first experience with wrestling or has it just literally been your entire life? Like, did you just grow up watching it since as long as you can remember? I have moments that are my first that I can remember, but there's, there's things that I, remember they're fuzzy so i, if, I can't if like guess like what age you started were your parents uh, taking you like when you were born which is pretty no, no, cool no, like if that, that's the case like it wasn't because my, my parents my dad actually hated that fake stuff he would say and then later <laughs> but then later ended up, but then later <laughs> end up loving it you know so i it's so weird uh that uh he ended up liking it but which is um and that kind of was my mentality when I first wanted to. Too. I was like, yeah, it's fake. Then I would go, but then I would be drawn into it, like sucked in because I love it. Wait, this is really cool. Right. I right, like right. it. <laughs> so it was one of the, it was just, it's kind of weird, but I really can't, other than like, you know, watching, you know, um, WBF Saturday, um, Saturday night and uh, Saturday night's main event or whatever. And then sure. just watching TBS and it just, you're dating really yourself don't. a little bit here. I actually don't yeah. know how old you are. I'm going to say you're probably in like your mid to late 30s. Mid 30s, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So. Uh, Saturday night's main event is usually right around that age group because I'm like in my like uh, beginning of my 30s and I'm an attitude era like into the, uh, right. you know, like um, what do we call it? Uh, ruthless aggression era. But please, so, so like continue. I really started, I mean, I really started getting hardcore into it in 96, but sure. it's, it's, you know, like I said, it's very fuzzy because I would go to shows younger in the early nineties, but I, you know, but I would go with like, um, 
not my mom and dad wouldn't go, but I would go with people that were family friends, so to speak. And they I would, just find know, strangers on the side of the road. Hey, can you take me to the wrestling show? Here's some candy. Yeah, no. Uh, but um, but yeah, so it, I kind of like I said, it's fuzzy as far as like what my first show was. But I remember vividly seeing these certain things. And of course, whatever would happen at the Louisville Gardens or mm-hmm. in the area on Tuesday would also air here on saturday mornings sure. so like you would have that you know um or it was like a studio a little bit of a studio and then would air and they would promote the big show on tuesday you got to see it live and then you got to see it also you know on tv yeah on so it's kind of a stuff. little so bit like yeah over, like double saturation way before you know now when we have like wrestling every day of the week right exactly so um but it was but i remember like i remember 96 turning on um and uh watching wwf and then flipping over and watching wcw and i was really starting to become a like really paying attention more becoming a fan like following it weekly not just turning it on every so often and liking or going to a show like i really started paying attention watching it and um it was right at the nwo start you know right when that was going on and they would get me sucked in i was like hogan's here hogan used to be and i I really and like there was a time i remember like the early nineties when I knew Hogan was WWF and macho man and all that. And there was like a little couple years span where I didn't watch wrestling at all. I liked it, but I just didn't watch it. Didn't go to show. weren't really aware of like where Hogan was or what he was doing. Didn't know any of that. So when I saw him on WCW, I was like, wait, wait, what happened? What did I miss? (laughs) At this time he was already Hollywood. So it was right after the, 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 the batch at the beach. And I was like, wait a minute. He's, He's, he's a, a bad guy. He's, he's a wearing bad black guy? and white. Yeah. What what is what is going Ex- on? Exactly. But I liked it. I was like, but sure. I like this. This is great. Yeah. You know, and then and I recognized Hall and Nash because of the days of Diesel, Diesel and Razor and Ramon. Razor, yeah. I was like, this is just wait a minute. So then I started, what's going on in WBF? So then I had to turn on there to see what's happening over there. Okay, well, I recognize Shawn Michaels. I recognize the Undertaker. And I re- but wait a minute, who's I recognize Bret Hart? Okay, who's this guy? Who's this Hunter Hearst Hemsley? Who's this, you know, sure. mankind? Who's this? So, so I you like, like, launch yourself back into the world and you're immersing yeah. yourself in it and just kind of like absorbing everything that you can. Exactly. Uh, at what point did you like point. realize that you wanted to become involved with wrestling? Uh, right away, because I just wanted, I was like, this is something I want to do. This is cool. Sure. Um, but at the did same time, did you want to be a wrestler? Wanted... Did you ever train to be a wrestler? I did. Yeah. Uh, later on, when I graduated, uh, high school because in the state of kentucky you got to be 18 so i did train sure. a little bit took some bump, basic stuff bumps wrist locks you know things like that um but uh but never like i didn't have the money to, to well i guess we all didn't have the money right didn't yeah, have like the money to like, like that. yeah gear go to actual school like pay for a full year of school it was just kind of like it was a, it was a it was a place in bowling Green, kentucky that allowed me to like do kind of kind of simple things they let you come and, in and um, just kind of like train with them but like not yeah. like go through like the full student experience exactly and gotcha. so it was enough to where i was like i like it it hurts i like it i can do this but i also knew that at the time my size there was no way i could be a wrestler at that point i realized it and i think that that might have pulled me back a little bit because i had friends you know, growing up in louisville just kind of skipped over this a little bit but growing up in louisville ovw was huge. i started i found out about ovw i found out that yeah. uswa is gone but now we got ovw and i was like wait a minute now at the time they were over in jeffersonville indiana i was like okay let's go over to jeffersonville which is right over the bridge if you've ever been in this area it's literally like a hop skip and a jump so mm-hmm. we i went over there to see shows and they were taping on uh, at that time they would do tuesday nights there and Tuesday night wrestling with there and that show they were tape and it would air on Saturdays on on the local channel here and I was like oh great this is awesome started going they would do shows in the Louisville Gardens once a month started going those shows then they started bringing in Jerry Lawler the Headbangers you know all the I'm like Brian names, you know, yeah two sexy you've seen all over TV yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I guess they were too cool at the time, right? Brian, uh, yeah. Brian Christopher and Scotty Zuhati, they yeah. bring those guys in, and all these different people would come in once a month. Some WWE person would come in. I was like, wait a minute, this is what's going on here? Then magically, Jim Cornette shows up, and he's now part of the commentary team. I'm like, this is, of course, we know now they became developmental and they worked out the right. deal and all that stuff, but at the time, I mean, before you know how to read the writing on the wall and read between the lines, you know, it's kind of that like, what is everybody doing here? How did they get all these people now that you're a little bit more like experienced and stuff? You'd probably be sitting there like, 
Uh, oh, okay. I, I know. I see what's going on. <laughs> right, right. So they, um, so they start bringing these guys and start going to these shows. Started, uh, and and then started seeing these guys. You know, the headbangers work with guys like Rob Conway and Nick Dinsmore, who, by the way, was one of the best tag teams ever. The, okay. uh, you all know them separately in different different ways, but as a tag team, they were they were killer. Um, you know, and, and you're like, okay, this is this is getting good. This is getting awesome. Um. And um, and then then it became known that they were the developmental and guys were coming in and you started seeing these this guy named Prototype doing this gimmick and sure. you you're still not a referee at this point right no just no I'm still it. I'm still yeah I'm still just a fan okay um we got to get to and, you refereeing at some point <laughs> yeah yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to it so but then but, but because of that because the more and more actually let's do that so because more and more the, I started having relationships with these wrestlers and and people involved because. It's um, it's it's a small community. They were nice to the fans. Heels were heels, but babies were babies, and and you would start interacting. I started interacting with actually a guy by the name of Kenny Bowen, who ends up being mm. uh, who ends up being synonymous with John Cena and all these guys as far as right. managing. And uh, we would build a relationship, and I would talk to him, and I would go do stuff for him, you know, help. Um, maybe maybe he was carnying me up and making me do work for him i don't know but anyways i well, was like doing that's things. how a lot of people get the opportunity sometimes you yeah know? when you're the go-to guy you're the go-to guy and if you uh get an opportunity to become a referee through that and you succeed and you're you know work hard and are diligent about that there's no reason that that can't be your end but please well that well at the time i just wanted to get in the business i wanted to yeah. help write books do whatever i didn't i still didn't even think about refereeing i don't know why i did at the time but um, but through that I met I met one of my one of my best one of my closest friends who ended up being super nice it, later after he won Tough Enough Three was was Matt Cavatelli, mm -hmm. so I met Matt Cavatelli through that we did we did uh, help Kenny start a show at my high school because at the time I did an impersonation of The Rock and I used to come out at my high school as The Rock nice. cutting promos <laughs> on whoever we did at homecoming sure. Rock bottom them, do the whole thing. And I was, I'm still to this day, people in high school sometimes don't know me as Daniel Spencer. They still know me as The Rock. It's pretty funny. But, um, but anyway, so I would do, so doing that kind of stuff, I would, I would help bring a, bring a show to our school, a fundraiser kind of show. And, and then, um, so, so as, as time went on, I became, you know, kind of, kind of in the business or kind of knew of the things around the business, but still not in it, I guess. Sure. Um, you're you're, you're carving your bit. path you're learning uh how to get yourself into it you know i think we all right. kind of have those like transitional months or years or whatever that like we kind of figure out where we're gonna fit um so then around that time i'm i feel like i'm probably gonna get get in do more things i meet at that time my um what she i meet someone who ended up becoming my wife but when i met her mm -hmm. um you know, she hated wrestling. So she sure. kind of pulled me away from it a little bit. And we, so you, you kind of like have a different life or whatever you watch. I still watched it, but I wasn't hardly involved or going to many shows. So I kind of like probably had an opportunity. I could have slowly worked myself to get in at that time, but I didn't. Um, mm -hmm. Years went by. Um, and then um, Matt Capitelli ended up uh, having um, the brain, the brain tumor, the, fir the first go around um, shortly after that. Uh, I, 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 he winds up in my church and mm -hmm. I'm like, holy cow, you know, there's Matt, that's Matt Capitelli. And, and, uh, I haven't seen him in years. Like I know Matt, like what's going on. And so I walk up to him and, um, he, we were talking and he was like, yeah, man, uh, you know, things are still going good there. I'm, you know, I'm, he was telling me what this future holds or whatever. Um, and so we re rekindled that relationship with me and him and started talking kind of got the open door to kind of get back a little, go to a couple shows or whatnot. Um, still did, couldn't, wanted to do more, did more, kept, a few years went on, got, got passed. And then eventually um, me and my, me and my wife at the time divorced. And at that point I was like, you know what? I want to do this. I'm going to do this. So I started getting so involved in wrestling as much as possible. Started a podcast. Yeah. Um, started interacting more and more with different people with, even with Matt, Matt, then at that point, Matt's tumor came back. And then one of the things during this time frame when I was talking with Matt, also with the other with the other guy, Kitty Bowen, I, I helped co-host his podcast too as well for a while. So I was like getting getting involved, even did some stuff with Vince Russo on his show. So I was getting involved, like, okay, I'm getting back in the groove of things. Uh, Matt always encouraged me, kept always saying without 
telling me directly was like, you don't have to be a wrestler. There's so much stuff you can do in wrestling without wrestling. So I know you're smaller, smaller, whatever, as far as, you know, but indie wrestling, you don't, you're, you're the perfect size, but at the same like you time, you could be a wrestler, but like, you could also be like a manager. You could be an announcer. Right. You could be like, anything. There's so, much, there's so much stuff you can do. Just be get a in camera the guy. Come on. Yeah. Right. He's like, just get in the ring and let's just do some, let's just, we'll just go there. And so I, I, I kept telling him, I was like, ah, you know, for a while. And then finally, when the second tumor hit and I was doing the, um, doing the podcast and talking to him and he was telling me about it was worse and whatever I said, I said, you know what? I'm just, I need to find a way. I just need to, I just need to go. I need to do it. I need to get the training. I just need to train and just do this for Matt. Yeah. Right you need to I do, that, you need to find some yeah. way to get involved in, into wrestling before like he's not there to be able to enjoy it. Right. Right. When that's happened, right. When that I had that epiphany or in my brain, I'm going to do this. I get a, uh, I have a guest on my podcast to promote a benefit show for a, a girl in the area, like a, a little girl mm -hmm. uh, who needed a medical, some medical wheelchairs or, and so we bring him on to advertise and, and do everything. So he comes on and jokingly in, in, in the conversation, like you know, we're having here, I said, well, Hey, if you ever need a special guest referee, I'm your man. <laughs> Literally. Well, to said goes, that, right. And he says on the show, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I get you. Come on to the podcast. Okay, I'm thinking it's podcast. We're working. No right, big deal. Yeah. Didn't take any, didn't take it seriously. We finished recording. We're talking. He goes, hey, man, I'm serious about you coming out. We should, we, we could use you. We can, you could ref. And I go, oh, man, I was just joking. I, 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 I don't know how to ref. I, yeah, that's I was, okay. <laughs> that's exactly it. I said, oh, I don't know how to ref. Have you watched wrestling all your life? Yeah, you've been in the ring before. Yeah, you took bumpers. Yeah, absolutely. You'll be fine. I was like, and I go, well, am I just doing one match? He goes, just, just come. You, you'll be, you'll be fine. So he, what so you come out, to find out is that he's carning you super hard, but in a oh, good yeah. way. <laughs> in a good way. Um, it was life changing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I go out to to dick's sporting goods buy myself a referee shirt sure. you know I, I he tells me make sure you get black you know make sure you have this wear black sock slacks or you know or uh dickies or whatever just buy black pants i was like well i have those i'm good so sure. uh um, and then right i remember like day of the show he goes oh by the way i should tell you you should get some knee pads i'm like really he's like yeah trust me get yeah knee pads. I go, <laughs> for okay. those of you refs that are listening we see this pop up in zebra talk a lot every once in a while somebody will get on there and be like should I wear knee pads? Yes, please, please, please. For the love of whatever, please wear right. knee pads. Save yourself so, the trouble. <laughs> so, uh, so right away, the very first show, I ran out and I went back to Dick's and I got me some uh, knee pads. And I was like, and I so I I go and I go to the show and per, sure enough, it's like, oh, okay, you're doing this match, this match. I'm like, whoa, uh -huh. I got I got three <laughs> matches. <laughs> yeah. And the and the third match, the main event was. I wouldn't ref it, but I, but the guys, the ref's going to take a bump and I come out and come. slide yeah, into yeah, one, yeah. two, three at the end. So, um, and I'm so all just like, throwing oh, you right into the deep end, <laughs> right into the deep end. It was, uh, so I was like, this is, you know, this is okay. Great. It was in Indiana. So I didn't need a license, which in Kentucky you do. So I was like, we didn't have to worry about that. So, um, I, uh, get, get out there, learn, met, meet some people. And as I'm, as I do the show, one of the, the first match I ever had was some goofy, like, I can't even describe it. It was it was one of those. Yeah, I, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> so it was a terrible match. But yeah, all I did was I've really just count one, two, three. <laughs> one time it just kind of one, two, three, and and then I come back and and somebody says, "Hey, slow your count down just a little bit. Everything else is fine." It's like, okay, cool. Well, of course, I didn't know. I still didn't know what I was doing. Next match was a tag, mm -hmm. and the tag involved some some very 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 uh, um, uh, we you call it flamboyant heels. And, um, and then, you know, some typical babies. And, sure. uh, so I, um, go out there and, and one of the guys who has, who's now become one of my best friends, uh, his, he wrestles by the name of JMO. And he goes, he goes, look, I, I just do everything I say. I was like, okay. And sure enough, he literally like made sure I turned around when I needed to turn around when the heels were cheating, things sure. like that. Like he walked me through everything. Um, after that, I did the, the, of course, the main event slide in one, two, three, all that. So all, everything's done after the show. And I get this, oh, man, you've got the look. Uh, you pretty, this is your first show ever. It's like, yeah, it goes, you're way better than half of the people in this area. You know, you like, don't suck. You should come back. <laughs> exactly. 
Well, it was like, we got this other show. Why don't you come to this show? Okay. So I go to that show. Do it. Do just do one match. All right. Hey, you know what? Why don't you come to this show? Go, next thing I know, it turns into I'm showing up at, the, at, a, at, a, at a show that has Jimmy Hart um, uh, on it. And it's big promoted. It's packed out place. I'm like, what is okay? And I get three matches on that show. And I work with an IFB. And there I go, go. And look, just put it in your ear. They're going to, there's a, there is a hard cam, a little, you know, uh, just put in your ear, stay this part of the ring. They'll guide you, listen to it. You're going to, you got to tell the ref that you got to tell them the times. At this time, I never worked giving people times. I'm sure so no folks idea can figure out what he's talking about, but just in case you're uh, unsure yeah. so far, an IFB is a headset that referees wear so that we can uh, communicate with the people in the back. Unfortunately, right. the majority of the IFBs that we use on the indies are only a one-way radio, so we can hear what they're saying, but we actually can't talk back. So please right. continue. Yeah, so so I'm sitting there and i am got this, you know, this thing in my back, my back pocket. First time I've done that. Right away, I'm get, I'm hearing I got to give them time cues. So now they're telling me, you know, I've got to work out how to tell them two minutes left, three minutes, whatever it may be. So that's I thrown right into the wolves to learn that. <laughs> and um, and luckily, a lot of these people that were running this company was former guys that used to do production and stuff with OVW. So yeah. they knew the aspect of TV pretty well. So they're teaching this to this young these young kids, and these were all like. A lot of these kids were young training. This is like do shows that they would get to do once a once a quarter, I think it was, after they go through their training. So it was it was pretty cool. And, and you would they would bring in big stars to kind of bring in the people, but then you would see these new guys. And so come to find out, they were starting to do like weekly TV, even though it was just going to be taped and put on YouTube or whatever. But it was still weekly shows they were going to do. And then I got the invite, hey, come on out, do these shows, and absolutely. So then I kept coming and learning more about that aspect of it. And that went on for a few months. Um, and then I, and then I end up um, at this point had friends and stuff at, at OVW and having them on my podcast, talking, promoting their stuff, sh talking about me refereeing. They would see me make my post, all that kind of thing. And then next thing I know, I get a call um, from one of them going, Hey, we need, re we need another referee at OVW. Uh, we're looking for one or two refs um would you be willing to you got to get your license blah 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 but would you be willing to come in and i was like well sure it goes well now it's just nothing promised you might not work you might just work all the dark matches for a while whatever sure. but we just need but, someone I mean, that's to help how we are in our place right yeah right so i show up al just bought the company mm -hmm. um from danny davis mm -hmm. so al was kind of moving things out and, and changing things around um i show up there um and um and kind of introduce myself to some of the other people that don't know me. And then uh, apparently I've, you know, word got passed along that I've, you know, that how well I've done or how, you know, as far as referee oh, yeah, training, you know, you yeah. Get camera training, know this stuff. Of course, it's still a different mindset because once you get there, it's bigger cameras, bigger lights, bigger ring, bigger stage, sure. but um, get there. And then uh, it took a while for some reason to get my license. So I didn't start with them right away, but I was there at the show still going, still, still showing I was there. And then um, my first show was actually a big special uh, they did. And because impact was actually close by in Nashville doing a, doing their homecoming pay-per-view and some TV. So some of our people were there and which included a ref referee or two. So therefore I literally like, it was my opportunity to now work in the, and I uh, work here uh, in, or work at OVW. So kind of just worked out where when I did, I actually, I was impressed with what I did uh, in the match because it was a big angle, a big spot that I had to do. And I had to, the timing, I had to like turn my head at the right time. I had to over, I had to, because there was a spot where I reversed the decision and I had to, you know, sure. do it in like a wait, made the crowd like wait for it. And then they popped when I did it and the whole nine yards. And I was like, you your really, timing's like, good your positioning timing was good. good yeah you you sold like if it wasn't for you doing what you did the crowd wouldn't have got you know would have got up when they did they wouldn't have sold wouldn't have put it over as much as it did like you're you were more important than they were in that moment and um and which is not which as refs we don't get we don't get to do that that's not our yeah. job our job Those opportunities don't really come every day so like when right. you have an opportunity to do that where you're supposed to do that you got to really make sure that you hit it out of the park which seems like you did yeah. So then that opened up the door to now because I was a part of the OVW staff and, and staff and talent team. Now I was able to come to training with Al Snow and all that kind of stuff. So then it opened the door to just more and more 
more and more time in the ring, more and more reps, if you want to call it, just getting in there, learning everything I can. Going, uh, one of the things Al does is TV review. He'll, he'll, you go to class, you're reviewing TV from the previous week. Yeah. You're watching the TV. He's telling you everything that you did wrong, everything you did right, explaining why you did, you could do it this way or that way, the whole nine yards. And it's like, just wow. And then I sit in gorilla or go, however you want to call it, in the position right before watching on camera all the matches that I'm not in and just listening to, Al critique or Al coach or whatever on those on those matches or the agent of the match and just taking that in. So I just I just it, I just took every opportunity I had to learn as much as possible because to me I was like I I, I was I made it to OVW which was cool to think a kid that grew up loving the that company and loving that area loving wrestling. Now yeah. I'm a part of something that John Cena, Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, The Miz, all these guys are now been a part of referee side you want to we can go john cone you know we can you know mike posey even at one time we could yeah. start naming you know referees has been a part of that too um and I'm like this is wow that's a chris sharp package who's now you know over usk uk uh, nxt uk so all these guys have this history of this business it's a lineage this, that like you know that you're on the right track once you get yeah. to part of that situation and i said even if i even if i this is all i do it's cool, but I'm, I'm not going to stop there. And then next thing you know, opportunities open up for me to do extra work for WWE and to do, and then to do some impact shows when impact came in and did some stuff in the local area. I got, that's when I first got to meet um, Bravo and, and those guys. And I got that. And I got the Al put me because I was doing the assignments at the time. Al put me in the main event, which was Tony Gunn versus Sammy Callahan. And it was like a takeover OVE versus OVW kind of, big deal and i got to be part of that main event and i was like nope you're gonna do it and and um that was kind of the first time that i that impact saw what i could do and and they and at the time i was not ready for nothing like that and that's bravo even would say keep working keep doing this i started building rapport with him and fixed the things that i needed to fix and then al was teaching me things i needed to and just kept working kept training, luckily kept it's learning. led to you know you getting the opportunities that you've gotten it seems like you were yeah. on uh on just kind of like the right track following you know all the uh the right advice and just walking through the right doors at the right time which you know more often than not is kind of how uh people's careers end up going in uh pro wrestling yeah. especially in the referee position um this has been great we're actually like winded down out of time uh we might even yeah. need to do like a part two with you because we're only about yeah. halfway up to impact but uh we got about five minutes left i like to give everybody uh five minutes at the end of their 60 to uh put over anything that it is that you would like people to know about. Uh, we would like to hear your social media handles, any shows yeah. that you feel like they want to check out, uh, particularly if there's any wrestlers that you think pe uh, people maybe don't know about yet that like you want them to take a chance to like, you know, uh, look them up and give them a look. Uh, anything that you want to get over, take this time to get it over. Go right ahead. Absolutely. So if, uh, I do have a podcast, as I talked about, that's actually helped um, the you know push me in this direction. And it's Ringside Podcasters. If this is video, this is video, right? Look at that. This is video, it's, it's video brother. Yeah. So you can <laughs> so you can follow. Well, I didn't know if it was going to air video. I didn't. I should ask that. But yeah, uh, at Ringside Podcast. So there's all that on everywhere. And then of course my own personal um, uh, social media is at Daniel Spencer. Very simple. It's everywhere except for I think I have a like page on Facebook, which is ref or real daniel spencer something like that but if you sure. referee daniel spencer you search it you'll find me um and um the other and then of course as far as i like that idea about wrestlers there's a few Thanks. guys out there you that, know i really um, take I try to take the opportunity to like get people over a little bit if people haven't noticed yeah. yet i'm always wearing a different like indie guy shirt i'm rocking steven trosario today like you know i i try to really use this as an opportunity that like people are going to look at this that maybe not necessarily know who all the people that we know are. Yeah. Like, yeah, but go ahead. I like that. So like, well, first of all, I, I name dropped him earlier, Tony Gunn. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Gunn did some gut check stuff last year. Tony Gunn's, you know, um, he's a guy that, you know, just, man, he, he's so good. And I, I, if you haven't checked out anything Tony's done, um, I know he was in, I know he was in the dirt sheets. He didn't even mean to be when, when the whole Billy Gunn versus Tony Gunn thing. And it wasn't sure. really, really a thing. It literally was just, Billy said, Hey, this is trademarked. And Tony was like, okay, all right, cool. And cool. then that's all it was. And it somehow got spinned to something that wasn't, but anyways, Sounds like um, wrestling. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Tony Gunn. Um, and then um, there's another guy, uh, Luscious Lawrence, mm -hmm. uh, 
I mean, that I'm talking good old fashioned heat he brings and his character is just phenomenal. I love what he does and uh, definitely, uh, definitely check him out. Look him up. He's just is if you bring him to your if you know somebody you can book get talk to the bookers bring him into your show he's uh, he'll definitely get some heat and uh, and uh, <laughs> knows how to rile up face. a crowd <laughs> yes and get that baby over which is without heat without a good heel you can't get a baby over so um, anyways uh, and then um, I guess the other person I would throw out there um, would be um, well I mean you kind of know him already. J- Jesse Goddard's. I mean, he's kind of been, you know, sure. been, but he, he's kind of getting revamped back again. He's the OVW national champion. Uh, so yeah, he's, um, he's getting back in the, in the swing of things and, and uh, from big, you know, he was on big brother. He was at impact years ago. So right. you know, those Mr. are guys right there. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, yeah. And then the only person I'd say that's one of the best persons you could, you could have at your, or you could work with if you ever bring him out and he's, and I know you've Odie, I know you've done stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, although he's all, he's not somebody that really needs to be promoted, but I'm promoting this way is, is Sin Bodhi. Oh Sin yeah, Bodhi. absolutely is just amazing like, what he doesn't need brother. to get put over but like why wouldn't you put him over for those of you right. who don't, uh know him as sin Bodhi kizarni from uh wwe fame you know uh, yeah. a few years back um one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling uh, excellent Such- teacher and coach and obviously his matches are fantastic but like he just exudes knowledge and information everywhere that he goes please continue such a good brother and and if you're not you know i don't you can send me a question or send odie if you're not a part of this snake pit um yeah which we love zebra talk but snake pit is another group too as well that you can learn just as much um from sin um join that you have to answer a few questions to like get in but you know it's worth it and and uh get in that and man there's and there's people that pop in dr tom pritchard will pop pop in uh you know um you'll have um you get himself like going live almost daily daily, yeah yeah absolutely al Al snow has popped in it was during covid just like what you were doing with zebra talk they were doing it for the wrestler side and referee side so it was really cool so but sin will still pop in live and he'll do like he'll 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 do he'll go on shows and do live broadways and training and like 60 way bro- 60 minute broadway matches with it with a wrestler and he'll like mm-hmm. air it live and let you see the whole thing and it's so it's just so amazing so yeah valuable uh, amount of information that you really yeah. uh just to be able to have access to that is just one of the be- uh, bigger benefits of like living in the social media age right now one of the things i do want to get over it's not anything specifically as a person but it is this is that if you're a referee or a worker period if you're you're a wrestler listen to this here's what i if you have the ability to do this please i encourage you to do it not only do you um you know uh do you take feedback and 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 listen and and change up what you need to change up and get better but if you have ability to watch yourself don't have somebody don't just have somebody else watch it and give you and send you back and watch your own footage yeah watch your own footage that's one of the things that i did there would be times when i would watch the match back before going to the team review already had the notes that al snow already said this needs to be changed. Just, yep, yep, sure. yep. And I would, I'm a, who's a better critic than me, than anyone, than me? Me. I'm, no one's more of a critic of myself than myself. Sure. So I'm going to probably really stick hard on certain things than say, you know, where a guy might be wanting to give me some advice, but not wanting to hurt my feelings, but give me enough. No, yeah. I'm going to be like, <clears throat> I, I look like crap when I did yeah. that you know, this is terrible. What was I thinking? Boom. And change it up. And I'm the big, and, and that's the cool thing about my career is that so far, most of my work, not all of it, obviously, because of the indie show. Between OVW and impact and everything else has been video. Yeah. It's been taped. So you can go back and watch And I I encourage you go back and watch the watch your progression from like the beginning to the end. Yeah. Or not end, but where you are now, if you have the impact plus uh, app, uh, which $7.99, first 30 days is free, so might as well. <laughs> uh, but uh, go watch the OVW uh, Clash of the Bluegrass, OVW Impact Wrestling from March of 19, I think is when it was. Go watch that. Watch my, I did two, I, I think I did two matches there. I have to look back. Um, I did uh, Brian Cage and Justin Smooth, and then the main event, Tony Gunn and Sammy Callahan. Watch that and then go watch. Uh, explosion or impact from this week or hard to kill bound for glory, whatever. See the, the, last see the improvement and just yeah. <laughs> see the improvement of what has happened over that time frame. And just, even if you go back and watch April's, you know, TV. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've learned thing. so much being there with toll and with Bravo and, you know, now with uh, obviously uh, Brian, you know, is going to make you even that much better. 
Yeah, um, and not to mention D'Lo and and you know guys in the you know Tommy, you know, and talking Tommy to Jimmy, and Jimmy, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. and just it's just uh it's amazing of where where I can see I can see my own progression, but I encourage you all to do that video. Watch yourself. Go back and watch it. Get you know, f- see if you can figure out your own mistakes on your own. Have someone still look at it that's that's credible, that's been there, done that, not just not the guy that's right there on your same level. Someone that's been around longer, has done more experience, get them to um, give you feedback as well, and then put it to work. You know, change practice and and get in there, and get in the ring. You'll never. I I mean, even the WWE level, those guys, when they're going over stuff, I still see Rudy Charles or or Dan. He would get in there and he would roll around doing stuff. I still seen Rod do the stuff. You yeah, know, absolutely. And, and same thing. Same thing we do at, at Impact. We still get in there and do stuff, even though. Um, we were on TV, so to speak. And you, you're never, you never stop learning. Uh, Charles Robinson LeBron James loves to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, he, yeah. You never stop. Who learning. I think if you is stop the, learning, you're you're dying. <laughs> I think Charles Robinson to me is the goat. So you know, other than sure. other than or maybe Earl would be the only one I could put maybe put over him. But that's it, man. Just just keep learning. Um, keep practicing. LeBron James practices every day, and he's supposedly the greatest player of all time, right? So, yeah. um, you know, he doesn't stop practicing and stop learning. So that's the way you always should do it. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today. <clears throat> we appreciate having you on the podcast. We appreciate all the hard work that you're doing with Impact and, you know, trying to uh, spread your knowledge to the rest of the world through Ringside Podcasts or coming on here. Uh, you know, it's been a pleasure to have you as a part of Zebra Talk. Thank you for repping the shirt. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Yeah, uh, really. If you folks would like to support the Zebra Talk Fund, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash Zebra Talk. We've got shirts, we've got uh, sweaters, hats, I just released the uh, mid-card pins yesterday. Uh, we've got tracksuits that are available. There's all kinds of cool stuff, and it all goes directly into the Zebra Talk Fund, which once a month will uh, help a referee travel to a place that they've never been before that they couldn't potentially afford before that. If you would like to be on the podcast and you're a referee yourself, please feel free to email me at zebratalk123 at gmail.com. If you are uh, not in Zebra Talk and you're a referee, why not? <laughs> uh, find me on any of the social medias uh, on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Odie One Kenodi. Uh, on Facebook, it's ref, uh, Robert Odie Brown. And then obviously we have the uh, Zebra Talk socials as well, which is just Zebra Talk 123. Uh, thank you again so much for being on here. And uh, I look forward to getting to talk to you again in the future. And hopefully we'll actually get to meet each other one of these days and maybe even work on a show together. Absolutely. Would, would love that Absolutely. anytime. And yeah, we we'll definitely, we we'll definitely have to meet up sometime soon and work a show for sure. Hopefully, you know, if uh, this whole like WrestleMania weekend actually pans out this year, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get uh, our good, our good pal Dewey Larson to bring us both out to Denver. And we'll, there you go. We'll, that we'll, could we'll be fun. <laughs> I'll put Dewey on. I'm gonna call Dewey in a little bit, put him on the spot. Hey, there you go. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right.